So we just against, did the windy one against my better judgment. Somebody wanted us to talk about squatting. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Do you even care? Like, do you even care how squatting works? Yeah. Yes and no. Okay. Well, more like no and yes. That's probably a better sequence of answers. I um, wonder if squatting happens different in different countries or different regions of the world. Because uh, it's pretty standard for PRS squatting, but well, it does because in India they don't they just hover over a hole. No, that's squatting. Oh, see, I was going to say we use toilets here. Well, those are still considered toilets. But we're not but squatting. No, we're sitting. So, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I want to talk about it. Okay, I'm not talking good. about the squatting thing. I'm oh, talking about squatting. Squatting, okay. squatting for matches. I was so, really excited to talk about this because squatty potty, hard stern. What Look are the what are the arguments here? Like, the arguments is and the the, the phrase that I hear I keep hearing is super, super squad super squad super squad sunday sunday Sun- that's exactly what i was gonna do <laughs> oh man that's great it's so silly um the the term super squad and the concept that the squad equals the points so it equals the standing so does it happen to where good shooters shoot together and then they end up shooting good yeah it oh does. yeah all the time yep but i've also won matches where i've been in a squad with new shooters and I have yep. just as much fun, if not more. There's less distractions because, you know, you're not talking with your buddies. You're hanging out with people, and they might be asking you questions. But the cool thing about people that aren't familiar with, you know, shooting or new people or they're, you know, they're just excited. The energy is different. And I've always thought that to be a teacher, you have to be a master. You have to be, uh, you have to have the competency in what you're teaching. So if somebody asks you a question, most of the time it's relevant to the scenario that you're in and they're asking you a question about the stage or most what of gear. the time most of the time sometimes there are some chatty cathies there's sure. no relevance and they don't understand what they're talking about but for the most part yeah. they're asking you a question because they need to know the answer to navigate the stage and they're yeah. stressed out about it and for you to explain that to them and help them out with that also helps you oh we're passing dicks <laughs> dicks in one mile <laughs> If you guys know where we're at, it's someplace yeah. in Illinois. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, there's a um, bunch of dicks around here. Uh, so pulling people over left yeah, and so, right. So listen. So so for you to help them gives you another chance to explain the course fire or explain that stage or explain the concept. And it's just now you're constantly engaged in in the stage instead of dinking around trying to play practical jokes <laughs> on your buddies or whatever. Stop laughing. You're you're a <laughs> no, child. It's dicks a half a mile. <laughs> <laughs> So, I can't help it. So listen. So listen. What what, okay. what, what do you what are your thoughts on the super squad idea I, that 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 the squads the people in the squads are the reason that people are performing? Okay. And this is so, weird because we're a little bit biased. I mean, we we could yeah. be seen to be in the super squad. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one, I started out when I was not in a super squad, um, yeah. so therefore, I wasn't a super squad. Did, did, the shooters themselves are the ones shooting and pulling triggers, pressing triggers, hitting targets, and making their own calls on the clock. You get, They might get some help for one shot on an initial, but that's about it. I mean, East Coast, if I'm being honest, I don't think that really matters. Your win calls are within three-tenths anyway. You you already know the range. You already know all the other stuff. You're just, oh, do you think it's more like this or more like that? Like that sort of wiggle-wobble uh, back and forth on I've what you think to start wiggle as. Wobble. Is that wibble a Rickyism? Wibble-wobble. It's no wibble wobble wibble wobble. Oh, I don't remember. There's a song, but at any rate, um, they just 
the wind calls are going to vary by a couple tenths at most, not enough to leave you off the plate or enough from initial call to whatever you're thinking it might be. So you're going to make a shot, and you're going to correct, and you're going to hit 9 out of 10 a lot frequently. There uh, is, and, and there, there is some advantage to that if it's things are changing or if you really don't know where to start or these went from a super short range to a different direction at a really long range. But I don't even think it's that big of an advantage. I mean, you miss one shot, they're, good shooters are going to take one miss and get the same amount of information or more than a hit and then being able to move on to the next shot or the next target. So Yeah, but this, these matches are one by one to two. I totally to three with impacts. So if you get a first-round impact by getting a decent win call from your buddy, does that not I help have, you? I have had first-round impacts and followed it up with a miss because I could not <laughs> see where the hell it hit on plate. So I, believe I think you. it's... It's very plausible that, you know, the super squad is getting some advantage, if you will. However, bottom line, those shooters are extraordinarily skilled on their own right. Otherwise, I mean, those those shooters aren't going to just be slouches, and they're going to likely make, if you put a super squad shooter on his own and then compare their score blind to another score, they don't always get a win call before them. Let's say, just because you're in that squad, there might be three or four shooters that you that are good and they might be spread out two or three shooters so what is three shooters later their call could help be, that could be shooter vastly different. it may it may not and you still got to shoot two times minimum first uh, first so yep. you so know unless, you're gonna have to come up with your own stuff unless they're zeroing all those stages or yeah. like you know missing a bunch of shots on the first time they shoot every single time i tend to do really well on the first shots of most stages with this few exceptions um I tend to do really well. Normally, if I get hung out to dry on a stage shooting first, it's because I misunderstood, like, the one at Gap out of that hunting blind. I did not understand the assignment when it came to what you had to use for equipment because I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't need to use a tripod reel. I'll just use a bag. This will be easy. Yeah, take a one or a zero. I think it was a one. Okay. I Then everybody else used a tripod rear and cleaned it. Or not quite, but eights, nines, and tens. I'm like, well, I didn't I, use a tripod. I used the back of the chair. I'm sorry, I did I say gap? I meant gap is in like GA precision. Oh, I wasn't there. Okay. Yeah, no, you weren't there. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about down at George's place. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That so, would have been the RCBS Rumble. Yeah, Rumble, Rumble, my guts. Rumble. That one was that was because of me. But yep. um, that said, so I would say normally no. I mean, first and foremost, the skills of the shooters that are at the top level are very, very, very good. They're, when they're asking for a feedback, they're asking for feedback, but really not like, this is what I'm going to do feedback. It's more of like, hey, where did you end up? All right, that makes some sense. And they're more confirming on some of the things that they saw during the sequence of them shooting. Some people are, it's but anecdotal. some people aren't. And a and lot of so, them don't. So hear me out here. Like somebody might get an advantage by squatting with some people that are good wind callers, and you, they might get five more points that That's match. That's true. And five more points that match might get them into the top ten, maybe even to the top five for the first also time ever. Also a good point. But there's no way to avoid that. I agree. You, you, I mean, you get random squads, and you just get unlucky or lucky and get into that squad, and you have good wind calls from another shooter who you hear them talking, and they're saying values that line up with you. How are you going to predict that even if you randomize it? Somebody is shooting with... You know, you or Nick Adarzy or John Pinch or me or Preston or Snosky or Morgan. I mean, keep going down the list. Man, that was nice of you to put me in the category of all those other top shooters. Well, I mean, at least once in a while. I mean, anecdotally by history, <laughs> you're in the top. No, 50. but seriously, I'm, <laughs> I'm humbled to be in the even. It is in cool. the same sentence. It's way cool. Um, so yeah. I guess um, there's also the people that get frustrated about the pre-squatting thing and. 
You know, the pre-squatting thing is is for sponsors and stuff like that yeah. that donate to the match. And we've been pre-squatted before without even being asked and not knowing. Um, and usually it's because there's, uh, you know, somebody wants to, one of the sponsors wants to get some video clips or something. And, yep. you know, they, they got hired a, a guy to record the stages and stuff. But I don't think it's really a, um, an advantage for the match. Like, I, I can see how it can be seen that way. The perception could be that way, especially if randomly if that squad happens to start on a stage that seems to give advantage to the match as a whole but i will say that that's still very very hard that's a stretch there's not matches are getting so well balanced and good these days that you're you're starting on a stage that may seem like an advantage but then um you're gonna get screwed over at some other time in the day because of mirage or Mm -hmm. the targets are hard to see because the the sun or whatever it ends up being like i just haven't had that I haven't had it play out in my favor or to hurt me. I don't feel like I have anyway. Um, I haven't either. I, I will say, though, there's the other side of this coin. The idea of a super squad means that they have more comfort and they get to choose and huddle up, um, which means they get to at least talk through difficult conditions at a much more advanced level. So if you get seven or eight advanced shooters together, there are, I mean, there are some advantages to that when they can kind of co-mingle within each other as they're talking about what happened and what didn't happen. I trust, uh, you know, I, tr- I say trust. I don't trust anyone's win call, including yours, and you know that. Like, I will use my own. Mm-hmm. However, I trust far less someone that I don't know. I trust mm-hmm. even less someone that I know is new and missing every single shot. Like, yeah. don't even listen to I don't to even that. want to hear it. Yeah. yeah. So, therefore, there's, you know, there's a, there's a level of... Uh, like skill that's involved and that's where the ag cup attempts to solve that hey you're all shooting together great you just can't talk about the wind or the stages or the targets or how your strategy or anything related to the, sh- to the match so i hope you like fishing like that's one way of solving it but mm-hmm. that's likely not going to happen at the standard two-day match level but outside of potentially in the future maybe ag cups i think that could be kind of cool the ag cup series always being hey if you're signing up for this you are going to be squatted in one of these squads. They just take care of it for you. Uh, you bastard. I was going to bring this up. Okay. Well, we'll just go do it now. Let's then. just do it. And then those three, those squads all shoot back to back to back to keep them into similar conditions. They all circle around the same course of fire, but mm-hmm. they are not allowed to talk about wind. Mm-hmm. You are not allowed to talk about any of that stuff. Huge. I think and that they're alone, randomly squatted. And it's, it's randomly squatted within those four squads or whatever number of shooters they need. Yeah. Um, I think it's perfect because, honestly, you go to those AG Cup matches and there's a reduced incentive for people non-AG Cup to go to those matches because those matches are harder. They're, um, you know, in harder to get to reach places. They're spread out across the country. Mm-hmm. And then you're shooting against, you know, the top 30 people in the AG Cup that want to go get the points. So, In the words of Keith Baker, this is not a points match. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, <laughs> That's what he said about the Colorado yeah, match. Yeah, it wasn't for me. But, uh, I mean, we still did yeah. okay. No, we well, did well. I did okay. You did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got 91 and a half points, which is pretty good. Um, yeah. But but I still, I finished 19th place or something. You know, it's not like I, I got a trophy or anything. But uh, anyway, what I wanted to say about that is I agree with you that I think that's a, a pretty cool hybrid solution because the people mid-pack and ish shooter, um, there's going to become a reduced incentive for them to go to those matches because they're really they're harder matches they're harder for them to play yeah, they're supposed to be harder matches yeah but they are supposed to be that way but what if all the AG Cup shooters were squatted in three or four squads jammed together and they couldn't talk but everybody else could talk 
you know, like the other squads could talk. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be a really cool thing for the AG Cup dynamic because I think that's the best part of the AG Cup match itself at the end of the year is that you are literally on your own. You can't talk. You can't share gear. You're not supposed to sh- share stage planning. It's hard to avoid seeing people uh, shooting, you know. Yeah. And but but the cool solve thing. that. I mean, you just can't talk about it. You could see everybody shooting stuff. Right. The strategy is what it is, but you can't talk about it. Hey, yep. how wobbly was that prop? Nope, that doesn't fly. Yeah. Hey, did, where'd you end up? That doesn't fly. Oh, man, that last target was really hard to see. Did you see your splash? That doesn't fly. Like, <laughs> none of that stuff. It's up to the shooter to gather all the information they need about the stage before, during, and after through the end of two days. I think mm-hmm. that would be a big value add to the AG Cup fields in general. Yeah. Um, just because I do think that ultimately, like, fast forward five years, there's some really good first and second year shooters who are coming up through the ranks that I think will would be skilled enough to compete at the AG Cup level, um, but we only get one chance a year to test ourselves against not sharing win calls and like explicitly not talking. I don't generally share win calls with anyone. You might ask occasionally, like I think you asked me twice at the last match we shot, where did you end up? Mm-hmm. And you end, or you, usually it's the other way. You ended at point six or whatever it is to confirm where you thought I was to start and vice versa. And that's twice out of 20 stages. I mean... It's not a very high amount when you really get down to brass tacks. Um, I think either of these, by the way, take us to where we need to go. But they yeah, want us to I'm go tracking. left. No, this one's straight. Yeah, I'm tracking. I remember this place. Um, so that's AG Cup side. Regular squads, uh, regular matches. I see this as both ways. I I can see the analogy. And this is like the downside. The argument against one side of it is, hey, if you pre-squad or if you have people squatting like i guess i want to touch on that you mentioned pre-squatting um sponsor slots and sponsors are one thing another one is when hey everybody gets tossed in there's another there's a logistic reason for that when you can't squad and you're like hey i'm traveling when the bulk of this is happening like this has happened multiple times to us we're on a flight or we're traveling or we have something else it just happens like the end of a match is we're at a match that is going on while squatting is opening that's pretty rare. that's another it's a it's another reason why hey we want to squad so it almost happened it almost happened for k&m and, and shannon actually moved the squatting so yeah he did yeah i think that probably won't happen if people notice that um they'll just move the squatting date really i don't think that's too much of a factor and honestly can can you really be expected to accommodate somebody that has a work flight or something in the middle of the squatting that you know you know it's probably it's probably such a rare thing um, you can give your wife or your buddy your login. I think that the bigger point there is that how stressful it is to squad and it people leapfrog. Yeah, and people want to shoot with their friends, which I totally understand. I started getting into this with a buddy that wasn't you, by the way, and it, I, I didn't want to shoot if I wasn't shooting with him because that was what I thought I was here for. I thought it was here for the friendship and the bonding and the you know the fun stuff yeah. that I want to do with my buddy that we don't get to do at home. But it turns out that, like, once I got into it, I I was randomly squatted the very first time I ever shot a, a PRS match by myself. Um, I had to be random squatted because I didn't know anybody. And, man, that's where I met Matt Steiner. I met Keith Baker. I met a couple other people in that squad that I can't remember their names at this point because half of them don't shoot anymore. But, man, I just had the best time. And uh, it was very welcoming. There was no judgment. There was no, you know... Um, I don't know. Look at this guy. He's new, and he doesn't have this gear. There's that you there's, know of. Yeah, there's... Well, yeah. Good point. I should ask. <laughs> I should ask Keith if we see him this weekend. Hey, uh, what did you think when you met me at 
at Big Dog Steel Classic at Thunder Valley. Yeah. He'll be like, you were there? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I I don't know. The the others, I, I wish squatting wasn't so stressful and such a pain. And the more exposure and the more people that know us now, I hate saying no that I won't squat with somebody because I can't squat with everybody. I don't know what to say. But people message me all the time, will you squat with me? I'm like, well, I'll try. I'll, here's the squad we're going to be in. And if there's 50 people trying to jump in a squad of 10 people, you know, some people aren't going to make it in. And, but yeah. I, my rule is, like, I don't bounce around anymore. I used to do that trying to get my three buddies shooting together, and I just realized that that's more stressful than it's worth. So now I just say, hey, I'm going for squad 11 or whatever we decide. Um, if, if we get in 11, good. If we don't, I'll just go shoot somewhere else. And honestly, some of the funnest times I've had have been where I've had to do that, else. go shoot with somewhere yeah. else. I think, yeah. I think you and I, two years ago, when we were shooting every Michigan match, I told you, I was like, these matches, I want to shoot without you. Not without you, but like intentionally split up. Number one, so yep. that we get a, a first-hand experience of shooting without each other. Number two, I want to you know meet new people in the area. And uh, that's what we did. I think we were volunteering for squad moms a lot of the time, and we just got pre-squatted anyway. So it was uh, volunteer or voluntold. That's what we were told. (laughs) Voluntold. Well, I did see a cool post on this, and Jim C. Actually, I mean, it it actually has a lot of merit, and there's a pretty cool idea. So he suggested the hybrid method, which would be, so you list, let's say you have squads of 12 shooters. And his idea was, if you have squads of, if you're expecting to have squads of 12, or say squads of 10, then you might make uh, 40 squads of five, and you just jump into whatever squad you want. You get up to five buddies, but then the MD then combines ah, squads after the fact, so that like maybe it's squads of four, so you can shoot with up to three of your buddies, and you just pick one of the open squads because there's so many. It's more likely that you jump into one that you want with say one, two, or three buddies. But then the MD then puts them together. And he can, yeah, he's not. He probably won't put you know all the quote superstars together. He'll put a bunch of newbies uh, in with that as well. That's another hybrid fix that does create more work on the, MD. the MDs. Yeah, and it's you know it's not ideal because look, as an MD, I can tell you the last thing I want to deal with is oh wait you want to shoot with who and oh, okay you need to go where okay and oh I have to move all this and then have to jumble things around. It's already a pain. I mean. Just pick one. So I think my preferred system, which I think is the smartest way to do this, just open squatting when you make the match live. That's like, a good it's, point. There's a couple matches open. that are like that. Yeah, and then you can just say, start. you think you might have 150 shooters. Okay, open 100 spots right away. Or if you think it's going to sell out, put out 200 right away, whatever you think it is. And I don't remember who does up, that. Is it Derek, Steiner that does that? Or Punisher did. War? Well, Punisher did two Punisher years ago. Did it, yeah. And it incentivizes people to sign up for the match early, too. Correct. Like, Beamer I'm, thinking did about, it. I'm thinking about going yep. to this match. Well, sign up, and then that squad's open, and you can shoot with Francis Colon. Ooh, he's so dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there was one I sent you. I'm like, hey, dude, this is open. Oh, squatting is open late now. you got to sign up now. Mm-hmm. And I think you did. So, it, I mean, it's a great way to sell Why not? Match. Why wouldn't? What's the downside of that? Does I don't it have know. to be it's, set up earlier or something? Uh, it does have to be preset prior to you squatting uh, or prior to you setting up the match. It has to be built in. So they have to know how many slots they're going to offer. So if they're saying we're going to have 200 slots um, and we need, f- say, 20 or 30 for sponsor slots, then we can have 180. Well, what if you don't sell out the match? Well, then you have to, you're going to end up getting split squads. So you have to take people and dump them into other places. Yeah. So there's a little bit of, it's, it's not easy, but at the same time, it is feasible 
And then you would just go start with 100. Okay, the first 100 people to sign up get to pick their squad right away. The next 100, there's five more squads. Have at it. Well, as far as the sponsor slots go, I feel like... uh, Those can get dumped in after the fact. Well, no, I was going to say, like, um, once I shot, when I first joined Team Loophold, I shot in a squad and there was, like, all the Loophold guys. And it was more of, like, an intro thing. Like, the team was growing and... And we all shot together. And then after that, I messaged Nick, I think it was, and I was like, hey, well, what are we doing for squatting? And he's like, oh, that was a one-time thing. Like, we're only doing that once because it makes way more sense for us to spread out amongst all the squads. So you get one representative of the products in each squad. Yeah. You know? I mean, we already know each other. Who cares? We don't need to hang out with each other every weekend. We already yeah. have a meeting once a month or once we every two weeks or whatever. We spend in the car together. We don't yeah. need to squat anymore. I don't need to. So I thought that was a great approach. I think... Uh, it's pretty rare that some of the squads, the teams will get forced together only so much in the fact that if they have some, trying to record some video content or whatever for promotional purposes for the PRS or for uh, for the brand or whatever. So, I mean, there's always going to be exceptions to the rule, and those are the ones that people usually get all, you know, frustrated about. Um, I think it's easier for the PRS just to leave things alone at this point, <laughs> and honestly, because it's working. It's like the scoring thing. Like, some people are not happy about how... The scoring is just a straight-up curve, and then depending on which matches you go to, your placement really it doesn't matter. You can get a ton of points by going to search in certain matches. But what we've been doing has been working for a long time. So if we change something, it might, it could make it more worse. It could make yes. it worse or it could make it more frustrating for people or whatever. You know, like At least people understand it right now. Yeah. But I like the... Um, I like opening squatting. Now that you say that, I, I that's my favorite so far is when when you pay your registration you're immediately able to squad yeah it's it's a really simple one and i actually from a convenience standpoint that is the most convenient <laughs> it's for easier the on everyone oh and sign the, up for a match, match and i'm squatted yeah. bingo don't have to look for any more emails other than a week prior hey go yeah. here and sign up here do you pay your money for ag here yep. versus oh i missed the squatting email crap we're already squatted yeah oh you're not okay like that game like i have to mark your calendar for squatting dates it's a pain. So, point being, like I guess this, I would summarize super squatting is this. I don't think there's an inherent advantage, oblique, overtly, in an advantage. I don't think it's intentional, we'll say that. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, think about it a different way. If you, you and I started shooting together as rookies, we were shooting okay as rookies. We weren't burning down the pro series in our first year, but we still squatted together. We just continued to squat together from the next few years, and we still end up in the same spot, but we're just now much better shooters. And so just because we've been friends and we want to continue to be friends, we continue to shoot together. Does that mean we should somehow split apart to take devil's advocate? Should we break up and not squad together just because, well, the perception of super squads? Are you trying I don't to break think that's up quite me? fair. Are you, are you trying to break up with me in some weird oblique way? Well, look, there's, we could use some space. Because I got I got check on the side. I got a side chick named Christine. She'll divorce your ass. Yeah, she talks about you all the time, too. So She throws lawsuits around real fast. Not going to piss her off. I object. I object. Yeah. No, I. so that's the part one. There's no, I don't think there's an overt advantage to it. The, the, they're just, they're friends. Like, we talk with all the pro-level shooters and all the upper-level shooters regularly just because we all have similar ideas, skills, and backgrounds that we want to kind of bounce off of. And it's fun to shoot with them. I don't get to see Dave Preston often. But I shot with Dave um, at MKM not too long ago. It was Dave, and now I'm drawing blanks on who else is in my squad. But I know there were a couple of others. Sorry for getting them. 
I know. Sure. I would literally just the just escaping me at the moment. But I shot with a bunch of dudes. Uh, it was cool. That was fun. We also had a lot of new shooters in that squad. Oh, like oh, what's his name? Uh, the Davo Davostrowski. Like I haven't seen him in. He's not a new shooter. Months. No, he's not. But I haven't <laughs> seen him in. I mean, he was in our squad. So I just got cool. tossed into a squad, and I'm like, yes, there we go. All good. Um, but we also had a Michigan crew who's newer with us. He came up. Jeff did. I think that super squads honestly are not the big deal, and it's a label created by those who are aspiring, not good or bad, but it has a negative connotation to it. Um, I think it's far. it was far worse in the past with what people perceived as, oh, these people are gaming, and they're coming up with new ways. I feel like the game has progressed, the sport has progressed to the point where most quote, gamemanship, it sort of worked out of the game. Like, you can you can try to game certain stages as much as you want. It's really hard to do. And at least it's now it's either it's because kind of written because it's open and you know because, the better. It's because you're a better shooter and you're yeah. a different shooter, though. Like, you have a different perspective than you did four years ago. I agree. Guaranteed. Are things different? Yes, but you also have a different pers- perspective and a different skill yeah. set. There's a point so, in your career where your, your vantage point changes for sure. So I don't think we're totally qualified, honestly, to answer this question. Um, Me neither. That's kind of why I wanted to avoid it, but I also didn't want to back down, man. Challenge accepted. Uh, (laughs) You got what you get. I wish I could do the hashtag fingers. I like the two things that we came up with that resonated with me. Number one, squatting when you pay. That makes sense. Number two, AG Cup matches, putting the AG Cup shooters together. Now, would that be a super squad? Hell yeah, it would be a yeah, super, but you super can't squad. Talk. But if you can't talk, and they're sh- and it's because they're shooting the conditions and uh, shooting the stages in similar conditions, I wonder what people would say about that. I feel like they would say, okay, that's more of a um, a good reason for it, you know? And yep. maybe they need somebody to follow them around. You know, you'd need three or four people that would follow them around and keep them honest. I don't think that there's dishonest people, but things can get said on accident and you can kind of just go back into that mode of, you know, you're hanging out with your buddies and BSing and something comes out. Like, I, I don't think it would be intentional, but, man, it would be a shame for the sport if it was, so. Yeah, but that's what, I mean, I think the AG Cup is designed to be just that. And more and more, the closer we get to having a, um, you know, I'm going to call it, quote, professional sport, the closer we're going to get ultimately to you shoot your game, you don't talk to people about anything, and it's, common knowledge that you don't share information um, kind of like in golf right that stuff's not really or, any other, or any other sport yeah you don't <laughs> other drivers in racing aren't telling about track conditions unless there's yeah. like you know a legit hazard like i oh, run this tire pressure yeah that's doesn't that doesn't happen i think that's kind of the direction we're headed but um good or bad i don't know i like the i like the fact that our sport is built on openness and it's built on helping people get better For because sure. that is unique there's I've heard countless stories about F class and bench rest. You know, when we did our stuff with Cortina and we did interviews there, which we've got to have him on, by the way. Um, Who? Eric. He's about South Africa. No, we want to have him on again. Oh, he won oh, the championship okay. down there. Oh, I know um, this, but I mean, it's been talked about by many times. You know, I just and want by more there was important some, people. There's a very than us. specific aspect of that that I want to talk to him about that okay. I think is useful for our, our listeners. Um, but that said, you know, there's. Their BR, PRS um, has been on openness and inclusion and trying to get new people in and all that. Whereas F class, I'm not saying it's not like that. They want new shooters, I'm sure, but generally the best shooters don't share like their secret, their one winning trick or bench rest. You don't share the thing that you're doing. Like that was a common 
I don't know if that's still that way. I've just heard multiple stories from the best in the world, like Speedy Gonzalez shared those stories. Like, I didn't tell anyone, Eric, I didn't tell anybody the die I was using or the secret caliber I was using or any of this. Like, see, I don't want our sport to be that way, ideally. I think it should be, yeah, you can share all the stuff you want. You still got to pull off the shots. I think they're sharing all the stuff now. They might be. <laughs> the last couple interviews with Speedy and Eric were pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was. It's a good topic. I just... <laughs> you thought I was going to say it, didn't you? It's a good topic. I just think it's something that... Yeah, it's I think something I don't care much about. Like, Honestly, yeah. I, I told the guy that asked, I said, if you put if you put me in a squad of one, I would still love shooting. I would love shooting the match. Like, put me in a squad of one. I would. I want a squad of nine. Me and eight Ben and Jerry's tubs. <laughs> I would have a blast. Every stage you have to eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> I think I don't know what sugar coma feels like, but that would be great. That would not be good in 100 degrees and, you know, 80% humidity. You weren't even there at MKM. <laughs> I had Ben & Jerry's inside of a cooler. Oh, well, I know. And it was like a soup. It was. It was a milkshake. And I, I didn't I didn't even know I had it in there. I forgot. You didn't hate so it. So I got done. We were going to go get milkshakes. And I went, wait, I have. And Jeff Krebs goes, you got this Ben & Jerry's. I immediately chugged it like a milkshake. And it was glorious. It was running down my face, unfortunately. What flavor was it? Oh, I don't even remember. It was good. What did it have Jeff chunkies might. in it? Oh, it had chunks. It was like fudge. I think it was the. the it might not have been the tonight dough. It had fudge, chocolate, and vanilla ice cream, plus maybe some nuts. I don't remember, but I'll have to look for it. That's weird. It was good, and uh, yeah, I just slurped it. What's down. your favorite ice cream? I guess I still don't I, know. I took a hiatus, and now I have to get back to it. My favorite is like mint chip, just regular old mint chip. Oh my gosh! Or or butter pecan. Does that make me old to say that I like butter pecan? No, I like butter pecan actually. Okay, but it's really rich. My wife hates butter pecan and loves mint chocolate chip. I hate ch- mint chocolate chip and can tolerate butter pecan. More like it's a love relationship. I like butter pecan a lot, but anything it's not with my marshmallows is gross to me. Like the yeah, I'm it? a fan. Rocky I'm not Road a fan of those something. either. Yeah. Marshmallow. Okay, there's a difference between marshmallows and marshmallow cream. Agreed. Marshmallows. Yeah. Dumb idea. That's a marshmallow stupid. cream. Good idea. Marshmallows shouldn't even exist. <laughs> there yeah, I said yeah. it. They should not even exist. I don't know what their purpose is. That's no I think good. it was to for science projects, yeah. um, so that you can make the toothpicks and save the eggs. Plus, did you ever put one of, uh, put a marshmallow in a microwave? Yes, they blow up. Make sure you put it on a paper plate, folks. Have you ever tried putting an egg in the microwave? No, just Don't. in a shell? Uh, I think you, you just, yeah, you cook them in the shell, and then you just hard boil an egg and put it in the microwave. I think that was how it was. You hard boil it, and then you put it in the microwave. You don't want to touch that thing with a knife. It will... Explode? Ex- it literally goes, like, it's like, good, good, just sitting there, then you touch it. Now I, it have to find, now I have to find a YouTube video so that I know oh what to expect. Oh, my gosh, they're so all over the place. Because, man, I got a bunch of mother cluckers in the backyard, and they put out, like, a dozen eggs. Well, somewhere between a half and a dozen every day. They're just going crazy. Yeah, if you want to see the second and third degree burn, you just do that. Oh, I don't. It's awesome. Yeah. All right, man. That's all I got to say on that topic. So what I really think you should do is own it every day. I think you should because the match has already started. All right, man. See you. Yeah, after it.